Welcome to another episode of AppDirect Talks Tech. I'm Eric Hills, training manager with AppDirect, and along with me, Dave Polakowski, operations trainer here at AppDirect. And we have a guest who is making his second yeah. appearance yeah. on the pod. He is the senior director of cloud services over here at AppDirect. And he is also, according to Chris, the senior director of podcasting. It's Elliot Barrett. How's it going, Elliot? It's good. My my titles keep growing. I love it. That's right. Yeah. We absolutely. need some le- leadership here. We're running the ship. Yeah. We're... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, yeah, we um, for those that have been listening, you know, we we're going to uh, start that Knox series with Rick. That's shelved for now because um, business and duty calls. So we will get to that at some point. Um, but um, just happy to have Elliot back, and uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. I know you, you've been busy this week or last week, too, with, like, ops meetings here in Chicago. Yeah, so Super Ops was last week, right. So um, I wasn't in a ton of the meetings, but I did actually have a chance to meet with a lot of the managers, people on the teams, and just kind of talk through it. So um, really cool from everything I heard. Um, lots of information. I guess the main, you know, the main takeaway was education. So as a trainer, that's right up my alley, of course. Um, so the biggest thing is we had some providers in basically talking about, um, you know, how to add additional products to a sale, stuff like that. So basically just kind of giving um, more of our operations teams that ammo to say, okay, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, here's, you know, what you're looking for. Have you thought about this product, for example? So security was kind of like the main one, which I think, as we know, is kind of like a natural add-on to a lot of different uh, solutions. So, um, yeah, really engaging and a lot of good uh, presentations by some of our providers. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love I love the ethos there. And then are you are you going to Channel Partners, Elliot? I am. Yeah, that, that's guy. around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's up and fast this year. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it's March 11th, 12th, something like that. How many, how many times have you been now to Channel Partners? Actually, this is my third. I, um, you know, I came, I you know, my pedigree's from the sort of cloud side of the world, the Microsoft sure. side of the world. And so I didn't really step into what I would call the advisor channel until I joined AppDirect. And so that was about three years ago. And really, actually, my first week at AppDirect was at Channel Partners three years oh, ago. Oh, Lord. Welcome. Kid you not. And actually, what they, an introduction. they threw me on the stage. I spoke. <laughs> it was, it, it, no, it's true. I they, wow. they were like day two. And, you know, we're, we're hoping that you can kind of speak here. It worked out great. I Trial but, by fire. Yeah, trial by huh? fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know I know it's a huge undertaking as far as like what we put into the show, right? And and uh in terms of people and investment in I think we're having a, a special party or something yep. on Tuesday, maybe yep. this year. So if you yep. if you're not in on that, you're an advisor, you're gonna be there in Vegas. Talk the, to I think it's at the Black Tap. Okay. I was just briefed on this. I just don't know that. I my, my call right before this was on channel partner so i think there's like a code too right we have for registration so talk to your channel manager if you're listening to this you're going to be in vegas and you're not hooked up with us out there i know i talked to uh uh, jasper crockett he's a guy not a a lot of advisors probably have talked to but he's he's kind of the brains behind the platform side or at least one of the brains and i know he's been talking about channel partners and incorporating ai there so we're going to have like a QR code at the booth that channel partners can scan. And yeah, the the bot will tell you about AppDirect, but it'll also tell you about our competitors. It'll tell you about where to find what on the show floor. So I just think it's really cool that we're, we're integrating that kind of in, in the practical sense to the show. And I feel like, you know, AI is one of those things and we've been hearing about for a long time, right? Like uh, in some form or another, that's, yeah. 
since the Matrix in 1999. I was going to say Matrix or Terminator, right? Yeah. Some something like that. <laughs> but it just never <laughs> somewhere it, in there. You know, it's, it always seems like it's 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 fictional, right? And it's never really become reality. Right. You know, what do you what do you guys think? And it's not quite AI, but the Apple Vision Pro. What do you guys? Yeah, think there? it's you know it's it's funny that's so you know within our our site these days because it's just been launched and everybody's talking about it and um truth be told there i i've seen enough videos that i think i get a you know i have a good idea i i went down this rabbit hole during the whole you know meta version of this so when facebook came out with their virtual reality goggles i did that twice i went you know and because i got excited i thought it was really cool the second one was super interesting that one um, has this whole connection to the the notion of a virtual reality world like Ready Player One. So mm-hmm. did you see Ready Player oh, yeah. One? And there's there is this connection between virtual reality and how do you step into a virtual world. There's this thing called Decentraland. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. It's it's actually kind of fascinating and this is kind of a bit far from AI, but it is the Ready Player One concept. It's you know you put on your goggles and you know you're able to get into what is Decentraland and engage others in this virtual world. And there is currency, and there are assets, and those assets are land. And you know this is you may remember the um, NFT wave, the mm-hmm. NFT wave, right? You know, and it's being able to kind of have hey NFT assets, and actually what you can think of as virtual geography assets. You know, I think Snoop Dogg spent X millions of dollars on a block of virtual land and they're okay. using I hear, that i did hear about yeah, yeah it's super interesting they're using real currency which is they in decentraland they call it mana but it's actually ethereum you know so it's it's real currency you know and yeah. it's it's interesting because there's this when i think as i think about it there is this notion of when there's currency then it's real right you know and there's that that bridge that's been built with what is meta and what is Decentraland. And then I think when you get into this Apple Pro or the Apple Vision goggles, it's a step further because in that scenario, it's the, it's the ability to get into a virtual reality, but also engage in real life because, you know, you can see through those goggles, which you can't in the other, you know, in the meta assets or in the meta goggles, right? So I just, you know, I think it's super interesting. And I think it's, you know, like as anything else, these are steps forward. I think the big question is when does it become prime time? You know, does Apple make it prime time? I don't think so. You know, I'm happy to talk about that, but you know, it's it, to me, it's like cool, and it's like I'm I'm all for that immersive experience, but to me, it's still not practical in the sense I'm not walking around with that thing on my face. Yeah, exactly. If I, I see Polakowski on that with that thing on his face coming into the office, I'm gonna make fun of you. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just funny. More than normal. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean that's been my experience with like the Oculus of like I'll be at home playing golf or whatever yep. game. And my wife walks in the room and is like, what, what is this? Or my dog will freak out and jump on me, not understanding what's going on. So, yeah, there is that, like, practical, like, it's, I can only play it for, let's say, like, half an hour, and then I have to take it off. Right. If that. Yep. It's just. Yep. So as they improve the physical aspect of it, I think that that'll. Yeah. The form function of it. Yeah, like Correct. The, yeah. The, and Oculus is meta. Good call. Way to, way to connect the dots there. The um, I agree with you. I mean, I think that there's the social end of it, which is, is it. Gosh, I don't, I just, as humans, I think that it's a bridge too far, you know? And I, as you watch, if you go to YouTube, you can see some of the um, real life video experiences of people walking around with their, their Apple goggles on. And there are people that are just like strangers that walk up and say, 
take your goggles off or, you know, and they're looking at them yeah. like, dude, I'm not ready for this. And I think there's that. And then I understand with the Apple goggles and Apple is, if anything, incredible when it comes to form function. You know, even for them, this is supposed to be a little bit difficult is if it gets heavy on your head there's new attachments that need to be used in order to make it more comfortable and i think just you got to get over these barriers it's gonna have to be like sunglasses that don't even look like sunglasses that have the virtual experience yeah. embedded within them yeah know, for, for, that to for sure and like you know we're talking about virtual or augmented reality and tying ai into that that would yeah. be the, the ultimate goal i'm sure of yeah. some of these companies that are putting out this hardware where in the business world like there are going to be applications for those those goggles when it comes to like learning and dangerous environments with chemicals and hazmat training and all the rest medical, like they'll, they'll be industry, really yeah. really cool applications i'm sure they're they're already doing there are. that stuff today now. there is oh, yeah. yeah today right yeah. for me and dave and chris bobo you know, we we have access, though, to tools today that we can take advantage of and leverage AI where that form factor is, isn't a problem. You know, we can access some of these tools just on our desktop day to day. Have, yeah. have, you, have you guys been using AI? Personally, I haven't been using it a ton. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe it's the nature of the training I do or, or something like that. Also, you know, for like artistic pursuits and stuff, I like to kind of keep that more uh, manual, let's sure. say. But I mean... The ability to ask a quick question or write something down really quick and instantly have unlimited information on a certain topic has been just incredible when you need when you need it. But I mean, that's really as far as I've gone. I haven't really dug too much in like chat GPT or any of that. Yeah, of I think it's I think what's good about this part of the conversation is it's important to separate virtual reality from AI. They're they're separate yeah. things. You know, like virtual reality is going to and should incorporate AI elements to it. And I think that's great. You know, AI isn't tied down to any particular delivery mechanism, you know, and I think what's happening today is that AI is stepping into a much more pragmatic application that can be used every day in ways that we're not even aware of the fact that we're using AI. And it's just an outcome and a benefit of what we're doing. I think that the big step forward with AI has been, you know, around the chat GPT, large language models, sure. you know, that that's a, that's a, that has worked, you know, and that has created outcomes of AI that are accessible to us. And then what's happened, which is I think that this is where I think this becomes super real. It's when the very big names, the very big balance sheets start investing in the same thing, right? So, you know, you see Microsoft and Google and they're all making the same big bets. And when they're throwing their money into it, the outcomes, it's going to be there, right? So when you see like Copilot with Microsoft, that's got very real application in terms of the real world that we're all going to use every day and should be. Yeah. So uh, like you just mentioned, um, you know, once the, the bigger players start getting involved, that's when it's really going to kind of take off. So, you know, we've talked about the why, but as far as like the who and what, who are, you know, you, you mentioned Microsoft Copilot, uh, who are the AI market leaders currently? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think I, I immediately am drawn to Copilot, immediately drawn to Microsoft because Microsoft is the, you know, 800 pound gorilla, you know, in the world. And, you know, if, if they're, if, and, and what they're doing, which is so important, is they've layered Copilot, their AI framework within their stack. So it's, it's pervasive and it's pervasive within, you know, let's say Office 365, which right. is everywhere, right? So if yep. it's everywhere, then it's going to start being used. And if it's going to start being used, it's going to start iterating and growing and growing and growing. So I think, you know, it's sort of how Microsoft dominated, you know, the operating system first and then the browser. And now, now it'll be AI, you know, and it's just that's just their flow. Um, so that that's my first reaction to that. So how is Copilot being used today? You know, I was looking at 
Google before we came in here to the booth, just like how, and, and most of what I was getting back was that it was used for like coding. It, it certainly can be, right? It, and it should be. Um, you know, I, I think Copilot, the first thing to say is Copilot is a framework in that Copilot can be a, uh, leveraged within different elements of the Microsoft stack, right? So they have Copilot Studio, you know, which can be used from a coding perspective or can be used to develop AI-based solutions. But in my mind, where Copilot really, really represents an immediate return is around 365. So there are different flavors of Copilot that you can buy, you know, and as a business, you can buy Copilot, I think it's Copilot Pro, and I think it's $30 uh, per seat per month. And, you know, there's got an annual term to it. And there's a consumer version, which everybody on the, if you watch the Super Bowl, you could see the ads to it. Oh, yeah. And that consumer version is $20 per seat per month. It's got a little bit less than what you get out of the Copilot Pro, which is the corporate version. And that's where, you know, like if you look at the applications within 365 that we all live in, so Teams, uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, that's when it gets really kind of interesting. So, like, if you're in the Teams Copilot version, we're, let's pretend we're in a, a Teams video experience. Copilot is going to ongoing throughout the throughout the chat begin to summarize our conversation, and then it's going to say, "Oh, this is your action items from the conversation." And then when the thing is over, it's going to say, "This is the summary of the conversation." That's like really it's cool. just that, and that's just Teams, right? Like if you go to Word. I can write a paragraph, right? And in the paragraph, I may have created elements of what could be a table in the paragraph. And I could just tell the Word document, create a table from this, and it'll, boom, it'll make the table. If I'm, if I'm working in um, PowerPoint, I can say, okay, I need a PowerPoint presentation using this file, and it'll just create the PowerPoint presentation, right? And it's, the, it's just the beginning, you know? And so there's, it, there's all these sort of, it's sort of the low-hanging fruit of, AI that's re really representing the Copilot 365 thing, which is super exciting. I mean, from a productivity perspective. It is. And I, I love the use cases that are wrapped around productivity and demonstrate that, hey, AI is there to help you, not steal steal your jib, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not taking my jib. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, is it is it like a certain kind of customer or industry that's that's you've seen first to adopt? I mean, in this case, I think it feels very horizontal to me. I think um, to your earlier point, AI, virtual reality and AI have had very specific use cases, you know, in the specific sectors like manufacturing, as an example, you know, with virtual reality, that that's typical use case, you'd see that. Um, and I think that AI in the past, I've seen at a financial services level, you know, in terms of financial modeling and other things like that. But I think where we're at today with AI is extremely horizontal. When you talk about productivity, that's very much a horizontal conversation. And it's, you know, kind of indifferent to size of the organization. Those productivity gains are going to happen, you know, throughout that small, medium, and large organization. So I think some of it becomes price point, right? So, you know, if you're a small business, there's a certain number where $30 per seat per month for an annual commitment you know, maybe that outweighs the productivity gains for a five-person shop, right? So there are certain conversations there, I think. AI is such a big topic. It you know, is. It's like, uh, uh, you know, if I'm a sale, little Eric salesperson out there, and it's yeah. like I have a mid-market kind of organization where I know maybe there's an AI play. Like, how, do, how does little Eric approach an IT director and say, like, have you thought about AI? You know, like, how do you start that conversation? Yeah, I think um, 
I think that's another reason that this whole co-pilot thing is so exciting because yeah. it makes that conversation very accessible. You know, it's not about AI. It's about productivity. So, you know, if you're in, you know, if you're with a customer or a client and, you know, you, you know, you can begin the conversation just trying to understand what they're doing with Microsoft and then talk about Office and then talk about, you know, the productivity gains tied to AI. It gives them a perfect reason to get into that productivity conversation. Absolutely. No, and I think that's that's something that really stood out to me as someone who hasn't really delved into AI so much is just, uh, you know, the accessibility of the average person to kind of understand it with Microsoft if you put it in the context of this is an enhancement to Word, to Outlook, to Teams, whatever it may be, something that people are already using um, and, and instead of a replacement sort of feature and just kind of, you know, yeah. it, it's a lot easier for the average person, at least myself speaking. It's better, uh, better version of Clippy. Yeah. yeah, it's significant. Oh, it's like Clippy on steroids <laughs> yeah. and other, yeah, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, what, but but what is interesting? I mean, what I what I am excited about this type of you know curve in the technologies. I, I, we've all been there before. Like I just to date myself, you know, I remember the dot com era and that bust and everything. But sure. prior to the blow up of two thousand, there were some really cool years. And that was when, you know, the world was trying to figure out this internet thing. You know, it was, well, okay, we know it's gonna be big. We know it'll help our business, but how do we do it? Right. And so there were these years of, you know, th these, you know, you throw any fancy name in front of it, but a discovery sessions. You know, basically let's sit down, let's understand your business, let's understand where you're you know, your gaps are, where your opportunities are. And let's just talk about how inter the internet can help you close those gaps or go forward faster. And I think, you know, we saw that with mobility, same story with mobility. You know, then we, you know, we saw it with when the cloud became the cloud. Now we're seeing it with AI, you know, where it, what it offers is an opportunity to sit in front of your customer, understand their business, and have a very real conversation about where their challenges are, where their opportunities are, and then reflect on how can AI and, you know, the elements of AI close those gaps or accelerate those opportunities. And, you know, like, so at AppDirect, we're building offerings that help with that. But that, to me, is the, you know, the larger opportunity beyond the productivity conversation. I love that. Sure, absolutely. And so speaking of which, how can advisors leverage your expertise and engage customers with uh, the kind of talk track we've been kind of on here? Yeah, yeah. So we're, you know, today what we're doing is we're working on these offerings that I was just alluding to. You know, those offerings that an AppDirect advisor can deliver to their customer, meaning that they can introduce that opportunity to the customer, and then we can deliver on those offerings. So we'll, we can sit down with an advisor's customer and help them navigate some of those conversations, whether it's around Microsoft and Copilot or, you know, maybe something a little bit more advanced and taking it from a layers perspective. You know, so for example, the thing with Copilot is that it's an addition to a 365 solution, but you, there are certain license requirements. You know, you have to have a certain security profile in order to adopt Copilot. So, you know what, you want to make sure you check that box, right? So like we're going to help with that, you know, in addition to everything else that we're talking about. So that's part of our it's part of our job. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> we want to keep those jobs. We got to keep our jobs. That's great though. And yeah, use Elliot his team. Obviously, they've already got some foundational knowledge of Copilot. This is an inside track. So start monetizing AI. Let's take the message to customers that hey, it's not about AI, it's about productivity. Well, Elliot, thanks again for joining us. Hopefully yeah. we'll have you back on for a third appearance at some point. Sooner than later, why not? Yeah, happy Fan to. favorite, right? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So for Eric Hills, I'm Dave Polakowski. This has been AppDirect Talks Tech, and we will catch you next time.